And you people, you're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. We are explorers. We're going to stumble, make mistakes, I'm sure more than a few before we find our footing. But we're going to learn from those mistakes. That's what being human is all about. It is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That is not a weakness, that is life. We're Starfleet officers. Weird is part of the job. Base, the final frontier. Make it so. Do it. Hit it. Let's fly. You're Aiden. You're Lindsay. And we're the Bix. And this episode we are talking about Star Trek Picard Season 3, Episode 7, Dominion. Dominion. Which makes me think of Toronto Dominion Bank. Okay. I'm just going to go out there and say that. Okay, you know. yeah. No, I mean, it is an evil corporation hell-bent on the domination <laughs> of all others. So, yeah, like, uh, This episode brought to you by TD Canada Trust. <laughs> no, brought to you by <laughs> Scotiabank, the competitor, Lindsay. Oh, yeah, no, right. Yeah. I guess that's true. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is uh, the continuation of last week where we left off. Uh, the crew had kind of heisted data and was now trying to figure out what was going on. And yeah. Vatic and uh, Starfleet were hot on the tails. Um, and, yeah, we pick it up here. So, yeah. Uh, Linz, should we do the thirty second synopsis? I know I it's think my so. turn. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I I think you you <sighs> led into it so well. Why? Yeah. Not, okay. Yeah. Right? Okay. That's fair. Uh, I don't remember much about this episode. Aiden, you don't need to preface <laughs> anything for our loyal listeners. <laughs> they They've know been how with terrible you for I long am. enough. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, yeah. All right. Well. Okay. Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. Three, two, one. So they set an elaborate trap for Vatic. Uh, Vatic finds them. Uh, they trap Vatic and a bunch of changelings. Uh, then Lore basically gets hooked up to the computer of the Titan and breaks them out. And then all of a sudden now the trappers are the trappies. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Jack is getting telepathic powers and he, he has a really cool sequence with Sydney where he takes over her mind and they kill some changeling dudes. Uh, Shaw gets beat up. Uh, Seven is doing nothing. Raffi and Morph are doing nothing. Uh, Jordy and Data are sad. I think that's that's pretty much it. Not bad. Actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm because I just cut to the end. <laughs> that's the trick. This is what I've learned after four years of podcasting. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> no, see, that's what skips over to the end. Oh, if you just well. go straight to the end where you know Vatic's on the loose again. You know that was really the that was the whole episode. Yeah. So um yeah okay thank you. So did I miss anything big? Um, no, well, we'll get to the nitty gritty details of the, of the episode. I guess to start off with in how, how did you feel about this episode? Just like high level top sheet, you know, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, it was a bit of a letdown. Um, I think you had that in your notes. Yep. Uh, a bit of a letdown yep. <laughs> compared to the previous two and uh, the previous one in particular. Uh, for me, it was most more of an emotional letdown. There isn't as much, uh, emotional heft to any of the scenes everything oh was, i wouldn't i wouldn't go that far i think I there's quite a bit of emotional heft but it's just it's not let's not argue okay keep, keep going okay no no i know and that's um i mean i yeah my my main concern was that it it, it had a few more nitpicks that uh irked me as we were yeah. watching it was also just yeah the the plot was a little 
it was a little slow. Like the, the, yeah. it was, it, you know, it was a shorter episode, so it wasn't really noticeable when I was watching. But at the end, I'm like, literally nothing happened. They captured Vatic, and then Vatic got out. And you know, I the, yeah. the the coolest part for me was Vatic's explanation of yeah. where they come from, yeah. and and the whole changeling uh, origin story for the season yeah. is is cool, and I, yeah. I like that. Uh, beyond that, not not much, not much really did a lot for me. I have yeah. to be honest. What about okay. you? Yeah, no, I'm. I mean. A bit of a letdown. I think it was it was just the heights of excitement and fun and everything that we got last week with the introduction of data, metadata again, and mm-hmm. and like Rafi and Worf joining the crew of the Titan. Like all that stuff kind of feels like ancient history almost. Like yeah. it's, it doesn't feel like this carried any of that over. No. It was a very even though there was a lot going on, there was a lot happening. Like, we got a lot of information about things, the answers to questions that we wanted. Um, I mean, it was a short episode, and it felt like it dragged. And yeah, I don't know how yeah. that's possible. Yeah. It's like, I know that, you know, with these kinds of shows, you can be a little bit more, um, I don't know what the word is. You don't have to, you don't have to stick to the constraints of... Yeah. network tv yeah so episode lengths have varied and and you know generally that's i think that's a good thing for writers and producers and who well, maybe not producers but um directors to be able to take the story and tell it however they they need to in the the length of time they need to, to tell, tell it. it yeah yeah so it felt like this was this was like a chapter in a book that just gets you from point a to point b it wasn't really yeah. Like to justify the 45 minute runtime, I wish that they would have added a few more things, stretched out the runtime, shortened the amount of time that we had to deal with the stuff that we dealt with in this episode and maybe had like more like I wish we knew who Jack yeah. was. Nah. This is the end of act two. It feels like it should be. No, like, I'd say that's a good start to act three. Like, yeah. I think I think if we don't learn in the next episode or get a very clear indication of where it's headed, I think that could be a little weak because you need time to use whatever Jack is yeah, in I in guess. the plot, right? But yeah, I I agree. I think it's I think that's a fair fair assessment. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's the, but there's still a lot to like. Yeah, I think there's a lot to like. I think the the theme of this week's episode, um, I I think like misplaced trust or like. <laughs> Yeah. Everything's going to be a hundred percent, in spite of the fact that I've done nothing to ensure that it will be a hundred percent okay. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. This episode was weird in the sense that it kind of struck me as like it. It kind of picked up a little bit on uh, what, to an extent, Rolaren and Picard were talking about that one episode right. uh, about the institution of Starfleet and the Federation, because it was you know basically you know we learned that Starfleet's was condoning torture and experimentation on living creatures yeah. for what purpose just yeah. to make better spies. Like it's, it's a terrible yeah. fucking thing, yeah. you know, like, and I think we're going to get to this. I think this is yeah. like the key of this episode is like, what is Starfleet? And in this version of Star Trek, um, is it a utopian ideal still or not? This one really casts a lot of doubt yeah. on it in my mind. So, yeah, totally. um, yeah, this episode is kind of weirdly all over the place, um, in that sense, but it was also, illuminating in the same way yeah in the sense that it's tackling that issue um but there were yeah there were just a lot of elements that i i I didn't like but but let's let's talk about our likes first i'm digging i'm digging the the evolution of jack's genetics yes his history whatever he he is is. yeah (laughs) um 
I'm glad they didn't drag out his parentage all season long. Yeah. I've seen that comment come up a lot on message boards and, and things on online. Um, that they wanted to not know? No, that was, they were worried. Like, that's the kind of thing uh, that you would expect would be, like, this long, drawn-out... Like, a lesser show would be, like, who's his parents? And, like... Yeah. Right? Yeah. But there is still a mystery of who is he really? Yeah. And I like that that's kind of... That's still being explored. Yeah, and adding new dimensions to yeah. it. Like, we know he's important, and now we're kind of maybe getting a, a bit of a show of why. Like, yeah. he's not just a sleeper agent dude. Now he's a sleeper agent dude who can, Well, you is know, he a sleeper telepath- agent? Like, well, I no, I mean, like, in terms yeah, of, like, having, yeah. like, deadly abilities that he doesn't know he has. Like, these kind of things. He yeah. also can telepathize. That's not a Yeah, word, no, but it's, 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 as much as I wish that he, that we knew what was going on with him, and instead we're getting, like, more things that he's capable of doing, I'm like, just stop and tell us what's going on. But I'm okay with it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't hate it, right? Yeah, I, I think it'll, I think it'll get, I think it's building nicely at yeah, this point yeah. still. I feel yeah. like it could be a letdown, yeah. A, if it's not cool or not important enough, yeah. or if uh, they don't do anything with it, if it yeah. just kind of is a side. Uh, I think, the, McGuffin, I think they're building you know? to something. I think it will think be so. something, but... Um, yeah. The Section 31 Black Ops fuck up thing that happened, I like with the changelings. Well, it wasn't a fuck up. Well, I, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was signed off on. It was they no, no, she no, was but, doing but science. It was a bad thing that happened and they wow. did they did bad things. Yeah. And it predictably went wrong yeah. and now they've unleashed this horde of changeling evolved changelings that are going to kill them all. Yeah. That's a pretty big fuck up for for Section 31. Have we established that it is Section 31? I feel like yes. Because... I don't remember that being an explicit line of dialogue. No. But and it... I hope we're not just assuming it's Section 31. Well, I mean, either way, the Federation allows Section 31 to continue. Like, yeah. they, do, they do not expend all their resources hunting down and stopping Section 31. No. They are guilty and complicit in its continued things that it does especially after the, all the wars are over it's beaten the dominion you've beat the romulans you've got all these things and your focus isn't on shutting down this organization that has but done that's terrible what I mean. things how do we know that it is them it doesn't matter either way i mean i, I don't think it matters much in the, in the purpose of my point is that this is not matter this does not matter in this show mm. because either it's starfleet or it's section 31 either way it's starfleet <laughs> you know yeah. like starfleet is ultimately yeah. responsible and yeah i i I, I feel like um, if it is Section 31, um, which I think was kind of hinted at through well, the Daystrom Well, they mentioned it. I think there, station, was, there yeah. was conversation about it. Worf brought it up back yeah. earlier and, and, on and, and in, stuff. So. And in uh, Vadik's description, she's like, no, Starfleet didn't even want to give the cure to Odo. Like, yeah, yeah, Bashir, yeah. I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering, but I yeah. think Bashir had to steal the antidote and to give it to Odo. Because he was worried about Odo right. in particular, but Odo can then transfer yeah. it on to the other changeling. So, um, yeah, so I feel like that's a, that's a worthwhile <laughs> yeah point to mention for sure um yeah but i i guess i i like the idea that i like and i don't like the idea that there's this shadowy organization that's been allowed to exist yeah i think it sucks but it also makes for some interesting talk yeah like conversation starters i think yeah. about the nature of humanity and everything and it also really feels like foreshadowing like this is we're we're in a time right now where people have probably the lowest level of trust in institutions generally since the 60s yeah. and they're like the 1960s obviously um and this feels like a show that's commenting that's been commenting on that we had like picard season one with shady admirals um now we've got like 
you don't know who these people are. They could be real. They could be not. Nobody trusts anybody else. Yeah. Um, or they do trust and bad things happen. And I feel like this kind of... There's a fear, I think, in the general population right now, especially mm-hmm. in North America, but even in, in Europe and other places where there's, they've just lost trust in, in their, especially in their governments, yeah. that we could be heading down a path that, you know, leads to the complete dissolution of these established democracies. Yeah. And for Starfleet to look like that and for Picard to, I'm sure they're going to be, this is going to come up because it came up a lot in this episode. Yeah, yeah. That it feels like there's foreshadowing. Like we're we're gonna see a point where Starfleet or the Federation falls apart or something yeah. dissolves. And I mean Discovery kind of goes into that yeah, but to it's, a degree. It's I don't so know. So far in the future. We haven't we haven't watched sure, Discovery yet. But so. but I feel like that's something that, you know, are they setting that up? Are they is there something that's gonna tie together? Like yeah. is this the inevitable conclusion? And is it starting yeah. here with these, you know, bad guys in the shadows yeah i mean well i mean it's a good point i mean like i i'd like to you know star trek was not uh subtle about the federation being the united states and the mm. klingons being the soviets mm-hmm. and all this stuff you know it was in the original 60s yeah, yeah yeah um they got away f- from it a little bit in the in the next generation in the 90s yeah um but not really like it was still kind of there especially after the cold war actually you know the utopianism of the 90s yeah. was kind of indicative of oh there's no more cold war there's no there's nobody yeah. to be upset it's about the height I mean, of the american empire yeah right so. so like and what happened after that in the real world is they Iraq. invaded iraq and afghanistan yeah they became the bad guys trump. again yeah. yeah yeah like well i mean trump is is the the denouement of that of that same process right oh, yeah, this, totally. this destruction of, of faith and in institutions you know there's weapons of mass destruction nope you just went and killed three million iraqis or yeah. however many it is it's terribly high number yeah. uh, and we you know you send all your soldiers there to torture for people nothing. yeah for, for literally nothing. literally nothing yeah. you did you didn't even need the oil because you came in the biggest world's biggest exporter of oil yeah. five years later anyways it was the stupidest yeah. war ever um and that just soured a lot of people for some reason they continue to vote republican but in any case you know it soured a lot of people so in racism. terms of well yeah that's that's well that's why they wanted to go to war in a lot of cases but anyways, totally totally yeah no you're absolutely right but yeah and this is this is the this is the course now that uh the united states is on is like there's a lack of faith yeah. in the institutions yeah. um and it's of their own doing you know it, they've really sabotaged so many of the things they fail to regulate the technologies that yep. um you know can undercut them and and help destroy faith in institutions like you can't you, if you don't regulate social media then when social media blows up and tells you not to trust anybody yeah that's exactly. what's going to happen right yeah. like yeah. They, they they've failed to do it um and they've actively sabotaged themselves in many cases especially under republicans and now they're reaping what they've sown and this is this is where i think the, the point why i brought this up is like star trek feels like it's sci-fi again like it feels yeah. like the sci-fi <laughs> that i like right yeah, where yeah. it's like we're gonna take a modern day issue and we're going to explore the fantastical ramifications like it's really easy especially with the season of picard i think to like forget that this is sci-fi and to be yeah. like you're just so wrapped up in it's a good story and there's decent characterization and and funny lines and and it's not 
it's not science fiction. It's not hard science Again, fiction. Again, you, you're... I know, you hate this, but... I do, I, this so is much, just, because this is... Compared to last season, season two, which was literally set on Earth and had no scientific ramifications, this is so much better sci-fi. Oh, no, I'm, I'm saying it absolutely is But you're saying sci-fi. it's not sci-fi. No, 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 I'm saying it's easy to forget that it is sci-fi because <laughs> they've wrapped up... Like, sci-fi gets a really bad rap. You have to admit, you, of being kind of hokey, and, like, I've been watching... Um, old Doctor Who like classic Doctor Who and like the yeah. costumes are a little ridiculous and it's like it's it's kind of that was television pe- sci-fi know, before you could even, do it well this is television sci-fi mm. I'm just I'm not I'm not denigrating this show or the whole thing I'm just saying that a lot of people view Star Trek and and sci-fi in general as being you know kind of dorky and not very good and and it's for the nerds to really dive in and say no this is really great and and star trek picard is doing both it's like i'm gonna be a good storyteller i'm gonna have amazing special effects i'm gonna have a good story and all that stuff and i'm going to tackle some of the issues issues that sci-fi you know wants to tackle and i think it's marrying that really well so i'm I'm, yeah i'm really impressed no and and that is my favorite part of this episode especially by far because they they start tackling that yeah Yeah. um i do think it makes sense that they're targeting the changelings that they were experimenting on them oh yeah i think that's like kind of a natural um progression of where we were with ds9 and odo's story about him being experimented on and having feelings of animosity towards the researcher that I forget his name. The doctor yeah, that was the working Bajoran on him. The doctor, yeah. And uh, so I feel like this is kind of an uh, an extreme conclusion to that. Like, of course, they're going to take this wild new species that can do anything, and they're going to try and make it into the ultimate weapon, yeah. right? But um, I guess what makes less sense to me is that nobody at any point along the way thought, yeah, we're going to take an entire species and torture them and hurt them and manipulate them and then yeah they're just gonna be our slaves and do what we want yeah like it didn't work well it kind of worked but it didn't work for the gem hadar like they needed the catch cell white to be able yeah. to keep them under yeah um, they didn't even plan that well the founders advanced. right yeah. yeah yeah so it's like did nobody think this through yeah it's like the ineptitude of the people in charge kind of flabbergasts me well i mean but if it is section 31 you know they, they don't they don't think that far in advance they're 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 literally just like oh here's something we can exploit they bloody well should <laughs> i mean they're dealing with the most insane shit in the entire galaxy and they're just like uh, whatever yeah, we'll just gung-ho it yeah whatever consequences never heard of her yeah like <laughs> true true uh, it's in keeping with the their, their vibe though i think Generally, yeah. Again, we haven't seen Discovery. We know Section Thirty One's mentioned in Discovery a bit, yeah. So we haven't we haven't dealt with that, and we haven't even watched Enterprise. Where I think they also make a couple appearances in Enterprise. Oh, do so, they? Yeah. So we're see, not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, we're not we're up behind. to speed, but generally, yeah, they're they're not impressive. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Set a new course. There's coffee in that nebula. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The, okay. We got it. We got to okay. talk about the cold open. Tuvok. Tuvok. Well, quote unquote. Yeah. Tuvok. Yeah. But yeah. Tim Russ returns. Yes. And that was that was amazing. Like you get this sense of of elation. Like I sat up and oh I grabbed god. your arm and I was like, oh my god, it's Tuvok! I was so excited because I love Tuvok. He's like one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, and it was like this friendly face, and it's somebody that Seven had a really close connection to on Voyager. So like she's talking to him and being like you know are you on our side and she's trying to like test him and they're trying to figure out like his voice patterns and it's inconclusive and they can't really figure it out and then she tricks him into saying something wrong and then they you catch on he's a changeling yeah. and and the real tuvok is 
somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, but it's like, it. it's still, it was just this one-two punch of like, you get the Voyager references and the music swells and then you get, fuck, he's a changeling. Yeah. It's like, ah, it's what we worried about with Riker a few episodes ago. Yeah. So we kind of hinted at with Jordy a couple episodes ago. Yeah. yeah so it happened and it happened to Tuvok and yeah, yeah. that was, that was an emotional yeah, for, yeah, that was I that one I was fine with the 30 second emotional roller coaster for that one yeah. because I'm like okay yeah. this is obviously just a setup and it's yeah. fine but I got to see Tuvok. Like that was the best part yeah. for me. The chance to see a Voyager crew member who's not yes. 7 and who's not Janeway in a 32 yeah. second cameo on yeah. a view screen like to or actually animated. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So I mean that was that was amazing. And yeah. I mean it it That's all great. but confirms we're going to see Janeway. We I have mean to. again she was mentioned yet again here yeah. as being in Literally the you know episode. she's in charge of the frontier day which yeah. to me makes me think she's a changeling because yes J- real janeway would hopefully not be stupid enough to just bring all the fleet together yeah. and yeah. set them up for disaster it like terrible it just seems like a terrible idea um and so i'm i'm holding out for that that was one of my predictions so i'm i'm uh i'm on board with it yeah. um that scene did bother me a little bit though uh because like basically tuvok just admitted yeah i'm a changeling he's in, he's on he's in his captain's chair and yeah. his ship yeah. surrounded by crew and he's just like yeah I'm a changeling like th- this is <laughs> the whole ship could be changelings okay then at what point why does why do you even need to bring like do Frontier Day well, why do you is, even need a big yeah. bad if, if literally yeah. everybody in Starfleet is, is changelings well, then you've just yeah. replaced now, Starfleet like, now you've got like if if the secret's out quote unquote I mean it does it really I think it all serves to focus on the the us against the galaxy the loneliness of the titan crew yes which absolutely which it does yeah. it does that to a plot and i yeah. think that's the main thing i think the the logistics of frontier day it totally makes sense now if everybody is a changeling if like there are so many changelings in starfleet that they're all signing off on yeah let's bring the let's bring the whole fleet yeah let's bring everybody because yeah, like, they're all changelings and they want this thing to happen like well then they don't need to plan anything they can just do it whatever well, they're gonna it, do like it, i think there's obviously not everybody is well they're yeah. they're planning a larger scale maybe it's it's all humans maybe it's all um uh, like i don't know it's, but it's like you know yeah. maybe the general maybe starfleet is not the entire federation right there are yeah, okay. civilians who sure. are not and sure. maybe that's who they're at. Like, i don't know yeah we, we don't know we don't know yet but i it, it it does bigger belief a little bit to me that like like it's easy enough to say like oh the titan a has gone rogue they're they're filled with changelings like you do not trust anything they say yeah. you have to hunt them down if i was just a, a lieutenant doing you know my my lower decks duties i'm gonna be like oh shit that that titan well, you know no no let, let okay. me finish. that's bad i'm gonna go after them but if like <laughs> If as I'm doing this, my boss on screen is like, <laughs> I'm an evil changeling. No, no, no. I'm going to I'm going to do something about that. I am going Unless to I'm going to take some, if they're if I'm already a changeling, then why do I care about any of this? So here's <laughs> but I mean, the and why do I need to do anything? Why do we need a nefarious goal, plan? There's there's a goal to disrupt Frontier Day and there's a goal to get Jack Crusher. Yeah. And right now they're focused on getting Jack Crusher. Well, they need him for Frontier Day. Exactly. So Tuvok, fake Tuvok, Fovok? Fovok. <laughs> is is <Tufo>. is, <laughs> is is kind of roping Seven along. Right? Let's yeah. see how much information I can get out of her. I feel like it's it could be related to last week's was it last week when Vatic is like contact everybody who's ever known yeah, Jelly yeah, yeah, Card. Yeah, yeah. 
why wouldn't they also do that yeah, of with course, Seven with of Knights? Else, yeah. And then they went to Tuvok's ship and they made him a changeling. And like, I, I like knowing that she was going to reach out to him. It maybe isn't everyone. It's a web of people that is Are now nearby, being yeah. verily carefully picked well, to yeah. lure them into a sense and of security. Then this scene just still make, makes no sense because the I, captain's just admitting he's a changeling. Anyways, it's fine. It's a relatively so small thing. That's so stupid that you're upset about this. Why? Because how do you know that not everybody on the ship is also a changeling? Then, then it's not a little network of specific no, people but that you would have to get or there's like five people on the ship and they're running a skeleton crew because everybody is like you don't know you're just making so many assumptions I, i'm making I'm an assumption that. that there's not going to be 50 million fucking changelings no i don't think million? there is you're right you have it in the notes that it's a small galaxy syndrome type thing Very that's much. exactly what it is and i hate it just accept it <laughs> No, I'm not going to accept it. I'm going to continue continuating it. Anyways, this was the section where we say what we like. So, uh, Lindsay, continue on to the next uh, point that you thoroughly enjoyed. Well, the seeming disregard for protocol and ethics. Um, mm. I have a love-hate relationship with this, yeah. I think. Um, I like... You mean like Crusher and Picard specifically, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. I like that Crusher has a lot to do. It feels... Like, it, it makes sense for her character to be, like, doing research and, and investigating this new life form and and coming up with, like, ways to figure out who they are and where they are and everything like that. Like, that makes sense. I like that they've given that for Crusher to do. Yep. Um, that she's running up against the medical ethics of any kind of biological warfare. And I'm using that term loosely because it's not directly stated. Yeah, what they'd be doing. What exactly. they'd be doing. Yeah. But at least like biomarkers using biomarkers or something to determine who is a changeling feels like a slippery slope for her. And I like that she's grappling with that. Um, yeah. If it was on sale, I might buy the ethical conundrum that Shane Picard <laughs> faced when getting ready to kill Vatic. I felt like that was a little bit strained. Yeah, that was, that was a little forced. Cause it was like, they, they, it was kind of an odd continuation of that scene because yeah, it was it like, was. like we're talking about destroying a whole species yeah. and then executing a prisoner, basically. Mm-hmm. And I guess they, they're they're related um, in terms of like bad, they're both bad things to do. Yeah. But it seemed odd that like, like it, when we were watching uh, Trek Culture, Sean Farrick said the same thing. Like, would Picard be the one to just summarily execute a prisoner and or commit genocide? No. Picard is Picard is the conscience. But he goes along with it. He, but he does. He does. And I, I, I. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it was on sale, I'd buy it. I, I'm not 100 uh, percent sure that I buy it as it's presented. Yeah. But I do like that. There's again this um, parallel between what what uh, Picard and Crusher are talking about mm-hmm. and what Starfleet did. 25 years ago or 30 years ago in the Dominion War. Yeah. Right? Planting a virus in uh, the entire chain, like the entire Great Link, is the extension of what of what Crusher is talking about where we're committing genocide. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And looking the changelings like in the face and messing with their genetic code and, and hurting them is the same thing as looking Vatic in the face and getting ready to murder her. Yeah. And the fact that they don't do that maybe sets them apart, but they agreed to do it. And then they waited and then they didn't do all it. hell broke loose. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like that again, it, there's a lot of moments in this week's episode that did feel a little bit like manufactured drama. Yeah. And that was one of them. Yeah. No, I agree. It was like, you have it in your notes. It was a lot of buildup for something that never happened. And yeah wasn't really explored to any real purpose. It was just a Yeah, like you said, it. it feels like they had this conversation in the in the first 20 minutes of the show. 
So they had to have another conversation about it to link it to the end of the show. Yeah. And it's falling into the same trap that previous episodes have done where it's like we have to like finish what we started within the block of this one chapter. Yeah. And this felt forced. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, one point that you mentioned in here related to medical stuff as well, and I really is it was a big plot drop. Yeah, plot. I feel hint, like a lot of people are for me. like missing this. Yeah, I don't or see not, a lot of conversation. There's not about a lot it. of conversation about it. I did. There was one on Reddit I just saw right before we started recording here. Oh, okay. Um, but it's like, what is? It was basically it's about earmodic syndrome. Like, yeah. I think it's data saying, oh, you were misdiagnosed with well, neurotic yeah, syndrome or somebody was. The diagnosis has been called into question. Called into question is the terminology. Yeah. Um, and. When it's also mentioned by Vatic that like, you know, Jack wasn't for you, Crusher. Yeah. Um, you know, there's hints there that maybe it's not what uh, what, yeah. what we, uh, we and we talked about this last episode. We're like, yeah. aromatic syndrome is not the thing that's making Jack what No, it can't is. be because it never did that to Picard. And or so, anybody, yeah. So it's not aromatic syndrome. So what is it? Yeah. And I think that's... That's the key mystery, but yeah. it's and it's nice to get this moved along. That yes, okay, you can you can wave away aromatic syndrome, yeah, um, or maybe aromatic syndrome is a uh, result of some other underlying thing right. that only affects Jack, perhaps, or yeah. or something like that, right? Like yeah. and we're going to learn more, uh, but it was it was an interesting plot uh, hint here that yeah. I, I liked. Uh, it was fairly subtle, but it was quick and, and it worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will also give anything for more scenes of Jordi and or Alondra and metadata. Yeah. Um, working yeah. on metadata, like yeah. the uh, back in the old days yeah. down in engineering. Um, that, yeah. that was really great. And, and I'm totally here for chaos lore. Yeah. He's always great. Yeah. I... I didn't like, okay, no, let's just go right into the dislikes because that okay. was one of the first ones on our list here is uh, <laughs> Jordi didn't air gap data lore yeah, what the like hell? metadata like how like, are you not you're just like oh let's hook them right up to the main computer like that's that's like not a great idea mistake. you know lore is in there yeah why would you possibly hook him up yeah uh just do what your tricorder can figure out wirelessly like especially that's especially do. this is uh this is like a next generation ai that you have admitted you don't know anything yeah, about yeah so you're just gonna hook him up to the most sensitive system <laughs> that controls everything on your ship without some kind of security uh, precaution yeah that like hook him up to a terminal that is isolated from the rest of the ship air gap yeah. literally yeah why aren't they doing yeah, this they, it, they, it they, was again manufactured it was it, yeah it was it was a little hard to believe and it did just do that to move the plot along yeah. although it did give us that cool uh visual of like half his brain is red and lower oh, sure, like, but you still do that there's just yeah there are other ways to do it but then you don't have the drama of lore holding the ship captive and and holding Jordy captive basically or um, yeah which is another like down for me i guess um <laughs> in the sense that that felt like a lot of manufactured yeah. drama as much as i like the moment that data comes out and and like surpasses lore and talks to Jordy again um after lore has been like Cause a bunch of chaos, yeah, and, and like yeah. as as he does, yeah. <laughs> um, it did feel like that was totally unnecessary. Like it was just there to, to turn the tables on Vatic. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ratchet the tension a little bit. Um, give Jack the really cool glowy red eyes. I'm gonna take over Sydney and make him, make her kill a bunch of changeling warrior guys. Yeah. Um, there are other ways you could have gotten there. 
So I'm not 100% sure that I liked no. that it was as much as I like Jordy and Data scenes, yeah. this felt like a weird and it way was, to get there. And it was so like reliant on Jordy just saying, I'm really sad, Data, make me happy again. <laughs> like that was that was really it. It's like, my, no. think of my family and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> I just like, what? Like, wh- yeah. where was this? Wh- why is that the, the crux that you're standing on? And the whole lore thing, uh, again, Trek culture, Sean Farrick pointed out that like, like why was Vatic counting on lore to save it? It seems like she was kind of aware this was going to happen. Otherwise she would still be trapped well, in medical. And, bay, right? and that like, makes me think again, that like what we talked about last week, that, um, that they didn't just steal what they needed from Daystrom, that they did something to the yeah, metadata to, to, yeah, AI yeah. security system. Okay. Um, but there's been no indication aside from lore, very conveniently, yeah. It seems like he he did say something about like it's just human nature. Like yeah, I just want to survive. I just want to survive, and I'm gonna I'm gonna like saddle up with with these guys because it's my best chance of yeah. the way you did with the Borg and the Crystal yeah, Entity. And exactly. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's that's enough of an explanation. Yeah. But it still it still felt like yeah, just a little bit. A little manufactured. I, yeah, I, did, I just didn't sit well with me. No, and that was the problem with this whole episode for me. I, I really felt like it was. None of those plot twists felt natural. Yeah. Like, I liked everything that happened. It's just getting there felt weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the twists that got you there. I was like, okay. You couldn't have set them up a bit better yeah. or, or you know, not had them and found and some other way many, of doing it. And there were too many moments of, like, with Vatic, like, trapping her on the ship. Nobody thought that was going to be backfire. Yeah. She's a changeling. Yeah. Like, how? Yeah, what what yeah, was their okay. game plan? Like, yeah. they had no game plan. And They're the, like, let's uh, trap them and ask them a bunch of questions. Yeah. Why would she possibly? Hermetically seal the, the chamber. But like, and then also what? plug Laura into the you know like no, nobody thought this through. Uh, yeah, and and the really annoying part for me was like the bridge crew was doing nothing this whole time this was happening. Meanwhile, Sydney and and yeah, Jack, Jack are, are running around like you can't have and, a yellow shirt. And Captain doing Shaw this? Like, doing the same thing. He's out there yeah. like. Like, I get it. You're trying to get characters into place so that uh, interesting things can happen to them. But that's not how you do it. No. Like, there are other ways of No, and of it could have easily been... clever about it. Yeah, it could have been... Personally, like, Sydney should not have been running around. She's the pilot. She yeah. needs to be in the yeah. in the bridge. But you can have Seven and Jack doing yeah, that kind of stuff totally. or something, right? Like, could be anything. Shaw and Jack, if you really needed to. Yeah, right? yeah, right? I like, I just... It was, yeah. Again, it brought me out of the episode a little bit. Yeah. And that's where Picard has struggled in the past, so. The other thing that brought me out of the episode, um, last week, I did kind of like the subtle flirting between Jack and Sydney. I thought mm-hmm. it was cute. There was a little bit of humor to it. Yeah. This week, it felt over the top more of an excuse to showcase Jack's now able to, like, read minds and... And take over take minds, Take over minds. Yeah. It's like, what the hell is going on here? Um... Yeah. It just, it, again, it felt very, um, I don't know what the word is or what the phrase is, but like this was put in there solely for the purpose of exposing or exploring this one new facet. And I'm like, we're in episode seven. Like, yeah, how many more superhero abilities is this kid going to get? Yeah. And, and we're just supposed to buy it and you're still not telling us anything more about him. And I have other concerns about Jack Crusher. We'll get to it. Yeah. Bit. No, but I, I agree. I think it was um, like, I, I like that 
I like the, I think I mentioned this earlier, earlier, but like, I like the pace at which we're learning more about Jack. Yeah. And I, I like that he's expanding into these realms. Like, yeah, he can take over people's minds and tell them how to move their bodies and stuff like that. Like that's, that's not something we've seen before. And I, I like that whatever he is, is different and, yeah. and new, um, and creepy and weird. And I, I don't know where it's going. I like that feeling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know why you need to tie it in with Sydney and uh, a weird romantic subplot that. Right kind of doesn't make a lot well, of sense. Well, and like and it came out of nowhere last episode and has blossomed to this full-on... Yeah, now, like, yeah. It's yeah. like two hours later, they're just yeah. full-on flirting and getting ready. And she's like, why Why won't you touch, touch my hand? Yeah. First of all, that's way weirder than just talking and flirting. Yeah. <laughs> like that was, a, that was a weird line on its own. It was. Um, and then when he did it, it was like, oh, that's, that's even... And then she responded weirdly to it. Like, I don't know. It was Yeah, it like was she strange. put a phaser on him and like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. That whole thing. We'll see where it goes, but I'm not 100% yeah. convinced. The problem, the biggest problem that I have with this whole Jack storyline, and I don't know if you had thoughts about this, but it bothered me when we watched it. The whole Jack's not for you line that got it. Yeah. To, to, to Crusher. Yeah. Um, it, it bothers me because Beverly has already lost one son to the Traveler. Yeah. Um, now she's got... Another son with this extraordinary ability that is being taken from her. I feel like it's both unfair to her as a mother, right, to lose both of her sons, but as a character as well. It's like we we joked about it last week or maybe it was the week before where uh, Jack says, I got this, 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 and this from my mother, yeah. but I got all these great things from you, apparently. It's like, does this woman not give <laughs> anything to her offspring that, that ties Ooh. her? Like, why... You know, people jokingly said the candle ghost from Sub Rosa, Sub Rosa was, was Jack's dad? father. I'm like, you know what? I I would yeah. have been here for that yeah. because at least it would have shown that Beverly, like, what, she just feels like such a passive yeah. um, participant in what's happening to Wesley back when it was the Traveler and now to Jack when it's whatever Whatever's it is, the changelings on. and what whoever her son is. Like, none of her kids are for her. Yeah, they're they are serving some other purpose. It, it's like, and not well, in like yeah. a, a Virgin Mary type way where it's like immaculate conception. <laughs> well, they, oh, they maybe really are. It is. Yeah. Who knows? Like, yeah. it's it's just it bothers me, and it feels like this is a shortcoming of. As much as I like what what Beverly Crusher is doing medically, I feel like as a as a female character, a motherly character, one of the best parents shown on the show. Um, for her to have like nothing to do with the outcome of her or, or like what's going on in her kids' lives. Yeah. I don't know. That just bothers me. No, it is. It's I like, hope it how, how is, how is she not the focus of everything? She's yeah. produced two world dominating yeah, sons exactly. at this point. Like nobody, fuck, fuck no, the cards no, no, body. You need to capture Wesley or to <laughs> capture Beverly. Is, but no, it's <laughs> not. It's, it's, where where did Wesley get his stuff from? Probably Jack, Jack Crusher Senior. Yeah. Where did Jack Crusher Junior get his stuff from? His dad. Yeah. The mother's just the vessel for yeah. these amazing things to be produced through, and it's like that's that's such bullshit. Yeah, and it it, it does, and it like yeah her, and I I loved what they did with her and Wesley in, from like season three to four, whenever he kind of left mm-hmm. more or less permanently. Um, like I liked that. Uh, Wesley, yeah, Wesley and uh, Beverly dynamic. Um, and 
here it's obviously very different because they've kind of been on the outs from everybody else. Yes. They've been they've been running solo their whole their whole time. But I still don't get a really strong sense that Jack is that attached to her. Yeah. And whereas like and it was yeah. kind of the same with Wesley. Wesley was this kind of standalone character who just kind of like when she left in season two, he was just he was on his own right. on the on the Enterprise. Yeah, like it was just it's it's always been a failing of I feel like the, the writers have never really done great by uh, Beverly. And yeah. this season even like she has a darker edge, but she's still a yes. doctor like she's grappling with the ethics of uh, murder, but she straight up murdered those changelings in the very first episode. Like right. she she point blank shot him in the face. Like, like well, self defense. But is it when they're on the ground? Like I mean, like yeah, you no, know, like I know, I know. The, there there's that question, right? And like so, it feels like her her character is not consistent. And again, she's being forced to serve the plot um, as opposed yeah. to her standing on her is own. Being forced to serve the plot, especially yeah. yeah, yeah. The dreams are lovely. It's the waking up that I'm beginning to resent. Speaking of killing changelings, can we establish <laughs> one way of killing these changelings that sticks from week to week? Yeah, no. Like, sometimes they're vaporized when yeah. you shoot them. Sometimes they just fall down. Sometimes a headshot will kill them, yeah. even if it doesn't vaporize them. And sometimes they, they get up and they're moving around again. Yeah. Sometimes they become goo. Sometimes they stay in their corporeal form. Yeah. Like... What what the fuck's going on? Make it make sense. Yeah. I, I don't know. And we talked about this yesterday. We were driving around and um, I said, what if it's like the Borg, the way that they evolved and they're able to like match the phaser, oh, the phaser shots shot. and yeah. then they so like they, yeah. remodulate whatever. So they don't get killed. Yeah. So that they don't get killed. I'm like, is there something going on there? I mean, it, it could be. The changelings were experimented on to such a degree that maybe they have evolved some kind of ability to but you think they'd have evolve to they'd have to merge with each other or something to in order yeah, to I don't do know that. it doesn't make any sense no and it's it's really and again, like you see it here they're like Jack hits the guy he vaporizes one guy one guy Sydney shoots him with their they're they're using the same I phaser, believe are they're they using not? the same no I mean, they, people have been saying that Jack is using like an old-fashioned yeah his is, of, his looks like one from like Star Trek two II or three like, yeah but I mean but like they yeah, look they have yeah. the same shots like and can you not turn yours up to disintegration factor like <laughs> you know like what kind of star material is Starfleet handing out it's it's weird and i i want that explained yes something i'm not usually into nitpicking shit so i know that's something that's, it's it's annoying at this point um a thing that annoyed me so much another big plot hole for me is how does starfleet not know how to track the changelings like how did the changelings become a problem because Picard and Crusher figure out a way to identify a changeling in like 13 seconds as soon as they look up the project files. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, they were experimented on with this yeah, that's element with a hundred year half life. Where's this element? Everywhere in the ship. Okay, here, we've found a way to track them. It took them 13 seconds. Meanwhile, Starfleet has, they know these guys have broken out of the, of Daystrom at some point in the last couple of years and have been spreading and doing things. Why is Starfleet Intelligence not like instantly being like, okay, so you scan them for this. As soon as you find them, shoot them with the disintegration level ray yeah. gun and yeah. kill them. Problem solved. But no, that that hasn't happened for some reason. Like there's no way that would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> like even Section 31, if they screwed up, the first thing you do is like fix your mistake and kill all the no, bad guys I'm that have escaped. I'm convinced that Section 31 is completely inept and they're just like, hum, did, hum, what hum, about hum. this just appeared to me? What if Section 31 is actually the ones behind this? That they want, that they, they're engineering this? Yeah, they're engineering a coup over over the Federation. Mm. They want Starfleet to 
to take over or something. Is this one of your ridiculous predictions? No, this just popped in my head, so I didn't have time to put it in the ridiculous ah, prediction. But okay. perhaps, perhaps I'll add it. Section in. 31 is trying to take over Starfleet. Yeah. For what purpose? I don't know. Create they, the mirror universe. That was in the past. Well. Time, cold, temporal Cold War yeah. with the mirror universe. See? All solved. There Why you not? Go. I love it, Lance. I'm a bit let down that we got nothing from Riker or Troy this episode, apart from the compromise code or whatever that yeah. Riker sends. Yeah. Um, we get nothing. Uh, Same with Raffian. Yeah. How do you Worf. spell Deus Ex Klingon and Raffia? Because that's what's going to happen next episode. Yeah. They're going to come in guns blazing and save everyone. I don't, like, I don't I know. There, that's... There's so many guys still loose on the ship, like Jack and, and Sydney are loose. Data and uh, Jordy are together still. Yeah. Really, the only ones who are captured are on the bridge. So I feel like... Yeah, but the ship has been captured. Yeah, okay, sure. But I mean, and how many times and have Worf two and guys and a Riker phaser... And Troy hopefully are going to... Yeah, okay, yeah. So there's lots of loose threads. I do feel like that's something that could have been explored a little bit in this yeah, episode I, correct me if I'm wrong there was a throwaway line at the beginning about Worf and Raffi yeah, they were confirming, on a shuttle or yeah, something yeah they were coming back on a shuttle and they were confirming something from Starfleet Intelligence and yeah. that's why they, they were gone Yeah, fine um, but I feel like if they play a part in next week's episode, if they play some part in taking back the ship, yeah. it's going to be a big disservice that we don't we haven't seen them in this episode to find out what they're up to and what they're learning yeah. about and how they're well, going to approach but that, this. That worries me that next episode is going to go and follow them for the whole episode or something. Like I, yeah, I don't maybe, think they don't haven't know. done that since. No. Well, and even even in the beginning when it was, we're going to have. A significant portion of the episode talking about Rafi and yeah, it was never a hundred percent. No, so but I yeah, I don't know. Like same with Riker and Troy. Like, are we going to get a bit of them next week? Next episode? If they I are, I don't all know. Together in one place. I know on I the really Enterprise D. On the D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's that's definitely our <laughs> uh, our hope for the next coming episodes. So yeah, while the episode felt short, as I said up, up top, I think they could have padded the time maybe with a bit more with some exposition of this stuff. or with yeah, yeah, like to stretch it out or to take away some of the extra padding in some of the scenes. Fit Picard and Crusher's conversation, for example, with Vatic in somewhere else. Yeah, like to make it more seamless to have more exploration of Jack's new abilities or figure the fuck how these changelings are still alive after you shoot them in the head like that that would have been lots fine of, with me yeah um but i don't know maybe maybe this is just what the story needs so i'll be okay with it if that's the case we'll find out next week flowers is there a john luck pickard here it's been a few years since you were last at the academy or maybe you never went, and you simply O'Brien your way up the ranks to become the most important historical figure of the whole century. Either way, you've decided you want to brush up on your leadership basics, and you don't know where to start. You're worried you may too have set an elaborate trap to gather information out of an unwilling changeling, and you want to make sure your hijinks go off without a hitch compared to Admiral Picard. Well, with Masterclass's Starship Captaining 101, you can learn from the best Starfleet has to offer. Learn from modern greats like Admiral Picard, Admiral Janeway, Vice Admiral Kim, Commodore LaForge, Captain Tuvok, and Captain Riker. Alongside these contemporary masters of starship manipulation, you'll receive access to AI-generated hollow versions of all the other greats, including Captains Kirk, Spock, Sulu, and Chekhov. 
Learn how to devise a makeshift defense against an army of Borg drones. How to end galactic war with nothing more than a few dilithium crystals and some self-stealing stem bolts. I can say that properly one day. How to bed even the most militaristic of galactic hotties you come across in your travels. Alongside these basic skills of starship leadership, you'll also gain access to the full suite of masterclass subjects. These include engineering and crisis situations, also taught by Commodore LaForge, Batleth for Beginners, with special host General Martok, and using logic to destroy self-aware AI by the head of the Vulcan Science Council. Use our code BIXCLASS30 to magically reduce the amount of energy required by the holodeck by 30%, since money doesn't exist and that's probably how you would exchange things in the future, the use of energy in some sort of way. So yeah, do that and sign up today. That's good. Okay. That's good. I appreciate that. Eh, it wasn't. It wasn't. Vice best. Admiral Kim, junior yeah. grade. Junior grade. Yeah. <laughs> He's never going to be a full admiral. Poor bastard. <laughs> of course not. I gave him a promotion and still can't get up there. Um, Linz, let's do our Bix predicts. Yeah. Um, you go first because sure. you've got some good ones here. I, I do. I see. Um, my ridiculous prediction is that Jack Crusher and Jean-Luc Picard are proto cues. Yes, this was a, a theory floating out there. Yeah, and I really quite like it. I'm adopting it as my own. Um, that somehow they have uh, like an early genetic um, something that is going to lead to humans evolving into the cue, which is something that people have been talking about for a really long time. Yeah. Um, that would be impressive. Yep. My semi-real one, mm-hmm. uh, Captain Shaw is going to have to retire to the funny farm if he survives this no good, very bad week he's been having, mm-hmm. poor bastard, crying on the, the bridge of his own starship. He just wanted a normal, <laughs> like, a normal thing, and yeah. none, that's not happening. No, even even meeting Jordy couldn't make up nope, for the nope, shitty week he's, he's been having. This yeah. is, he's going to need a very long vacation. He yep. deserves it. Yep, I think that's fair. Um, my real prediction, however, is that the Enterprise D will be the ship that they all end up on. Um, because it's the only one in the fleet not networked to the rest. Those hints about networking the fleet wouldn't have been dropped. Yes, of course. Yeah. If this wasn't going to be yeah. picked up. There's there's a fan theory online, pretty prominent, that, that obviously uh, all those ships that we saw, you know, Janeway's going to take back yes. Voyager and yes. Tuvok will take the Defiant or Worf will take the Defiant or yeah. something like that. And they're all going to be spread out. And one of those is that, yes, the Enterprise yeah. D will be, will yeah. be used. Yeah. I, I like it. I mean, I don't think... Like thirteen old ships is going to hold much against the the whole Starfleet. Yeah, fleet. I, I don't know how that works, but but we'll see. Maybe maybe they, they all just do board it one. It would be and they the most the fan service of fan services. But, but to it, see them all on the bridge. Oh my god, it would be perfect in every be way. Amazing. So I really hope it happens. And you can have Jack at the helm to of replace which, Wesley. Oh, yeah, that's sad. That would be sad. But Why not great. bring Wesley back? No, he's off. Shut up, Wesley. (laughs) Precisely. Okay, my turn. My turn. My my ridiculous prediction is that at some point (laughs) in the past, one of those TNG episodes, they passed through an anomaly or, you know, maybe it was when the data was putting on the masks. Something did a number to the sperm of all those characters. And that's why Sydney and Jack, it's not actually just Jack Crusher. It's all the It's all the children of the TNG crew. Uh, It's going to be Alexander Roshenko. And it's going to be uh, Riker's daughter, uh, who we saw in season yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. are the two that are going to save the day at the end. Oh, my They're God. They're the ones who are going to show well, up. Well, I did think, because when Sydney's eyes went, I'm like, oh, it's not just Jack. But it, I think, well, it could be that he's just passing her yeah. powers. But, but what no, if it isn't? I think it's a psychic link between all the TNG kids. Because it's the next, next generation. Damn right. 
because they fucking they're gonna be like boy it's nova the, squadron it's after it's after uh, uh naked now after everybody, <laughs> after everybody boinked there was some sort of sexual disease that went around and now everybody's kids are interlinked and that's how it works oh my god 100 uh my more real <laughs> prediction uh is that i i'm going back to this i do think because we we got it confirmed pretty much in this episode that uh the changeling when vatic's talking to the floaty head dude yeah he says your he's talking about yours yeah. he is not, he's a changeling. not a changeling so whatever subspace communication replacement this is uh he's not a changeling so i am sticking with the borg i'm planning both feet in this okay. in this uh sand of hope I guess, uh, and saying <laughs> that metaphor. this is <laughs> this is uh, the Borger behind this whole thing. I did read somewhere somebody thinks that the voice of the face sounds like it could be a manipulation of Jeffrey Combs' voice. Uh, and how cool would that be? That would be to really bring him cool. Back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, would would Wayun? No, 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 not Wayun. Just as a new character. Oh, okay. Oh, like yeah. let him play someone else. He could play a Borg. That'd oh my cool, god, he right? complete all the alien. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. That is Stavo, isn't it? So this week we've again decided to kind of issue our our normal way of doing our traditional big slog, I guess. Um, in favor of, of having just a general discussion about one of the bigger um issues, themes yeah. that have that's cropped up in this episode. And we've um, we've kind of already touched on it, but we're going to do it. We're yeah, in depth. We're going to yeah. go deep. And I don't think we're going to disagree as much as we are yeah. going to um, just kind of shoot the shit. Yeah. Yeah. We need different words for the same thing. Yeah. Maybe. Shooting the shoot. How has the it. current season of Picard affected your view of the utopian future that Star Trek has led us to believe is our birthright that we're heading towards? Yeah. And I think this is, um, I mean, obviously it, it was in Gene Roddenberry's initial vision for star trek that it was it was going to be this utopian version of of events right well i'd say positive in the 60s yeah maybe not utopian but but by the 80s by the 80s it was definitely utopian like there's no money there's no poverty there's no hunger there's nothing it's it's this perfect uh perfect vision of of human society and, Mm. and galactic society um but you know i mean you got the first hints of this in in Deep Space Nine, the mm-hmm. realism of Deep Space Nine kind of threw a wrench into things. And I think that was one of the reasons why a lot of people didn't like it yep. at the time, um, because it did go for farther away from that utopianism that TNG had had kind of brought up. Yep. So for this season of Picard to kind of embrace so much of what made DS9 unique. Literally in terms yeah. of like the bad guys and everything. yeah, But to do it with this cast of characters that we know as you know, living in this utopian paradise, this utopian future. Um, I think it's brought up a lot of questions and a lot of feelings for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. right? That um, there, there's corruption in the highest echelons of this utopian civilization. Is that the natural course of events? Can we ever get to utopia, like true utopianism? I think, you know, in in the sense of Thomas More's utopia or in any kind of utopia yeah. I don't know what what are your thoughts on this Aiden Yeah no I mean it's it's a good point I feel like there was always that tension there and Voyager was kind of a standalone thing just because they weren't involved in federation politics and they but the, even Voyager struggled with it because mm-hmm. 
you know, everywhere they went, they were the ones, they were, for the most part, the most technologically advanced. They yeah. could treat illnesses like we were just watching the episode with yeah. the doctor where uh, he's kidnapped by a, a traitor or something. And, and his medical knowledge is used on a planet that is basically American healthcare, where poor people don't get good health care yeah. and they die and rich people get lots. Right. Yeah. And the doctor's like, that's so, that's terrible. You can't do that. That's that's not the Starfleet way. Yeah. And. But he was in this world where they didn't have all the resources of Starfleet. Right. I mean, there was still a, a very clear argument being made that, like, you're using the same drug that could cure someone's death. Yeah, you but know, you're just, like, you're using it to, like, their aging process. Yeah, you're halting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, that is obviously a misallocation of resources. But at the same time, um, so it was a little bit of an exaggeration. But yeah. there was that exploration there of yeah. here's the ut- utopia of 90s Trek and here's the reality of a Delta Quadrant that doesn't have all of 90s Trek tech, you know? Yeah. So that dynamic was always there, but it really was, you know, TNG and then DS9 and it worked narratively, um, but it did bring up questions um, that were kind of left unanswered. I think, I think Trek got into it. I remember there's that one episode when Picard goes back to earth or no, sorry, Cisco goes back to Earth to root out the changeling threat. Yeah. And he's like, well, it's easy. Earth is a paradise. Everything's easy here. But on, out in the real world, out in DS, DS9, on the frontiers of the, of, yeah, yeah. of the Federation space, it's not a utopia. It's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that dynamic was there and it was introduced. Yeah. Um, but here it is in the soul of the Federation. Yeah, the call was coming from inside the house. Yes, And that's yes. what's scary about it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we talked up at the top of the episode about, um, like, the potential future of, you know, these these complex democracies. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that Picard is going there in a very n- negative way, like, making you question the, the authority of the authorities mm-hmm. and the motives of those authorities to have a secret organizations that operate basically without oversight um doing whatever they want with no follow-through and like is that what starfleet is about is that how did how did it get there well how how, how do you reconcile that with what we know starfleet to be and it's again I'm, i'm going back to iraq you know abu Ghraib happened you know like and these like there was a sean farrick again on trek culture he was like how do you reconcile the idea that this federation citizen is performing these terrible tests you know the 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 version of vatic that's not vatic that's the scientists torturing them how does a federation citizen do that well how did american citizens electrify iraqis because they just they were taught they're the enemy and they don't matter and their skin color is different and these guys are goo and they're different and they don't matter so i'm fine to torture them like this is this can happen anywhere and i feel like it's it's very prescient that that star trek is talking about this now because you know we are having this crisis of of faith um and you know on one side there's there's people who want to uh, continue as if everything's fine. Then there's the people who are like, no, everything's not fine, but I don't know what the solution is. There's people who are proposing solutions that aren't really solutions. There's people that are proposing potential solutions that we don't know if they're going to work. Like, it's all over the map. Like, it's it's a crazy time to be alive right now. And in the middle, there are kids being shot in schools. And, <laughs> yeah, and terrible things are happening. And told they can't exist. Yeah, you and can't say like, gay and you can fire yeah. your principal for showing the fucking Michelangelo's, Michelangelo's dick. Like, Only in Florida. <laughs> only in Florida so far but i mean it's every republican it's state it's true right? and and so like this is this is the seed of what you know it, it's it could become something 
I don't know. I no, no, and it's 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 interesting that because here they've set it up really well. Yeah. It's like yes, we've gradually introduced the the changelings, and what do we do to them? Well, we we did we did do a little biological warfare on their whole species, but we did wind up giving them back the cure, and yeah. that it clarifies this episode. No, 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 that's not how it happened. The it's Federation did not do that. Yeah. Julian Bashir did that. Yeah. Um, you know, like that's that's the extent of it. Um, yeah. So it's it is it's really like. How are you? How are you viewing uh, the modern world and the parallels that that were set up in Trek for the whole time? And it's it's really telling. And that Picard, his line that I didn't know, I, yeah. I believe I believe him. But I also think this is it comes back to a conversation we had last week or the week before yeah. about why Picard is still so invested in Starfleet. Yes. Um, he knows that. They've they done do bad, bad things. things. Yeah, he knows that they're not perfect, and yet he's still given up so much of his life to them. And then in this episode, he's questioning whether or not his ethics that guide him through to Starfleet and and connect him to Starfleet are even worth following anymore. Um, and it's it's dark. Like that's yeah. that's some seriously dark shit for for a guy like Picard who was so principled and, um. And philosophical about ethics and morality and, you know, yeah, what's, what's right. the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, and now that he's questioning that, it's like, I can't think of another more principled captain. And if, and if, if he's, if he's struggling, able yeah. to, yeah, turn his back on it. Like, well, that's, that's, and that's what bothered me about this episode true. a little bit is that Picard seems to have given up. Yeah. You know, he's facing this reality that, Starfleet isn't perfect, but he's still going to side with Starfleet. Like, I feel like that was, if there's someone who's going to redeem Starfleet, it's going to be be someone like Picard Picard and Janeway, I guess would be a a second option. Uh, Seven of nine makes a lot of sense too, because she was also this character that was revitalized by, by Starfleet. Um, Like all those, those are options there. And I feel like maybe the show's going to take us down that route, but I I do like that. It's exploring this, this dichotomy. The the thing that might, complicate that is if if picard is changing his mind because it's his son in peril and that that would be kind of that's weak because that yeah it would be really weak because you're setting up this amazing parallel with modern society Mm -hmm. um and the 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 horrors that civilized society can inflict on one another yeah um, and the ignorance of the the best people in society to the the horrors that their society has inflicted on others. Yeah. You're setting up this beautiful contrast that could really be explored in, in a great amount of depth. Yeah. And you're going to throw it all away yeah. on, well, but it's my kid who I met five minutes ago. Yeah. I hope that's not yeah, what's I hope, happening. I hope but I, I'm worried because... Jordy had a moment like that, and and yeah. Crusher has had moments like Riker's that. Riker's been saying Riker's that the whole been time. Talking about yeah. it the whole time. I'm like, oh my god, if Picard goes, I, I would that would be like an unforgivable sin. Yeah, in my mind. Yeah, it would be the one thing that would that would make me turn my back on this on this season, season. which I've really yeah. enjoyed so far. Yeah, same. No, I agree. I, I honestly, I kind of hope that I think we all know Picard's going to die at the end of season three. Yeah. If he sacrifices himself to yeah. to save the Federation and save that utopian ideal, yeah, um, by that saying, would be something that that would be that would be fitting. That would be an, a great legacy for that character. Yeah, um, and I I really hope it kind of explores that or, or, or touches on that at right. least because right. 
you're right. I, I didn't like what they did with him this episode where he's just like, well, no, I'm going to let's let's do a little genocide for fun. You know, let's, he's not Cisco. Kill prisoners of war. <laughs> yeah. Geneva conventions. Out the windows. Whatever. Again, never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I just I don't know. It's it's I'm, I love that they're bringing it up. I'm not sure about the direction they're taking it just yet, but I feel like it's still early. Got a couple episodes. They've built it in very naturally. This started off as yeah. a personal quest to find yeah. Crusher, and then he now discovers like, the sun. It's like an existential, but for the entire Federation. Yes. I feel like there's going to be some really big consequences. We know there are. If Frontier yeah. Day unfolds as the Changeling's hope, there there will likely be some very big consequences. Um, and I, I guess it's... it's <laughs> Did they have it coming? Well, that, yeah. Right? Because what's the quote? Like, all it takes is for good men to yeah, do, do nothing. nothing yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, like for bad things to happen. For bad things to happen. Yeah. So you've got a society of people who, yeah, they're living at large, living great. Yeah. They have no poverty. They have, they can don't need to work. There's, you know, everything's great. At the center of the soul system, yeah. it's fantastic. But yeah. yeah, on the fringes, which is where, you know, the Makila, it's and where the, the crushers Jordans have are. been, yep. you know, operating, yep. operating, and and so that that's not the case. And so, but you can't plead ignorance all the time. Yeah, and that's something that's a reckoning that. Um, Western society has had to come to and hasn't dealt with very well in this information age. And you've got to think in the 23rd, 24th, 25th century, that's a different kind of situation, but you've got to, like, there's, there are people who are talking about this. Are they being ignored and cast off as fake news too? And, yeah. um, and so these people are going to gather to party to celebrate the great founding of their, their federation or, which Starfleet was rotten from whatever. the beginning, really. Because yeah. Section 31 was there. Exactly. And, you know, like, yeah. Like, so, yeah, the chance, like, maybe, n- not to blame the victim here, but it does feel a little bit like this is, like, a cultural reckoning. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. That could be inflicted upon the Federation. Yeah. And it's it does kind of suck because Star Trek that we grew up with was this vision of a an future, optimistic future, an yeah. optimistic future that has been robbed from us, yeah. right? Like the yeah. optimism that I felt yeah. as a child growing up in the 90s and thinking we're saving the world because we f- we're fixing the ozone, ozone layer, layer. <laughs> yeah. right? And we're, we're not yeah. cutting down trees in the Amazon anymore. Like those were the two issues, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it has been obliterated. Yeah, climate change is just completely and and that. and yeah. it's not only that; it's it's the, <laughs> the horrors of war and and, yeah, yeah. and 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 like capitalism. Everything. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. But that that vision of the future no longer exists, and it's almost like the way we, the way I felt. I don't know if it was the same for you when in in the dark years of the Trump administration, how we can watch the West Wing. Yeah. Because that 90s vision of prosperous optimism, and yeah. optimism and, yeah. and we're going to progress as a civilization and this is where the American presidency is going to go and yeah. doesn't exist anymore. No. You've got a president who lies and cheats and steals just and got schemes indicted. and was just indicted yeah. and like... You can't watch President Bartlett 
give speeches about Mars and yeah, yeah. like it doesn't it doesn't yeah. work anymore. Practical right? idealism. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so it's it's a little bit of a sad moment for me. I don't know how I'm going to be able to watch if this happens and even if it doesn't happen this way, I still feel like I have enough um anxiety about Starfleet's <laughs> yeah. future and the Federation's future that going back and watching like a season 3 episode of TNG is going to feel a little... A little hollow, right? A little hollow, yeah. Because yeah, you know where it winds up. Yeah. In this this kind of terrible simulacrum of our reality. And it's and, like, and that's yeah, what I don't like is, that. That's where we're heading. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there, is there, no, there are times when I no wish science fiction yeah. would not yeah. reflect <laughs> modern society quite so much. I don't want to watch Black Mirror every day. I know. I don't want to live in Black Mirror yeah, every day yeah, exactly. either. Yeah. But here we are. <laughs> Maybe we should be watching classic Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. That's what our next podcast will be about. Classic Who? Classic Who. No, it wouldn't. There's too much. Uh, There's way too much. Yeah, we could not do one episode per decade. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Are you out of your Vulcan mind? I don't think we came to any agreements or... Well, we did agree, I think, generally, but there yeah. was no argument to really no, it's, you know, it's give just, a win for. Nobody a, wins in this discussion. No, it sounds like it's going to be terrible. I really hope they... They they pull a TNG and just say, give us some damn optimism at the end of the series, please. I know. For this the love is, of God. <laughs> this is the show that need that can do that. I think yeah. they, they have to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, um Yeah. So we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm scared but optimistic and hopeful. Happy I don't know. weekend, everyone. Happy days. We'll leave it at that. Hopefully. No. Maybe. So Lindsay, uh next episode, uh do we have the title? Probably. No, probably. Nope. It's out it's there. It's out there. Are we did we look aware at of it? it? No. No, of course no. not. Uh but yeah, we'll be there for that one. Yeah. Um whatever it's called, however long it is. Yep. Yep. It's uh <laughs> it's a long weekend for us, so we will uh we will not put in any effort extra effort. I was gonna say we'll put it's in extra time. It's a long weekend for most people. It's Easter weekend. It's Easter, weekend. but a lot of people do not get either the Monday or the a lot of people don't get Good Friday and a lot of people almost nobody gets good Mon- or good Easter Monday, Monday. Easter Monday. Easter extra good Monday. Uh Easter Monday off. Really? Yeah, it's really only like people with cushy jobs like ours. So, like I thought it was like one of those religious holidays that even No, Sunday is the holiday. Monday doesn't. Monday oh, was tacked on to Sunday's the holiday. Yeah. See, not being Catholic. Not being Christian. Yeah, yeah. you have you I don't, don't know, know all the you don't know all the details. Yeah. It's fine. Um but yeah, we'll be back next week with the the next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh thank you for joining us and uh live, See you, Aiden. Live long and prosper. Yay! He did it. You can find all our episodes on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast fix. We love to talk Star Trek with our fellow nerds, and would love to hear from you if you have thoughts or ideas about any of our discussions or the topics we've brought up. You can reach out to us on Twitter, that's at TheBixPod, or by email at TheBixPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Beam us up, Scotty.